lifting up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And just to give you a little word of, of encouragement, uh, son. Give you words of encouragement, words of blessings, words to think about, words to challenge you and challenge your faith, challenge your belief. Uh, not your belief in Jesus, but your belief in traditions that we have uh Traditions that we have uh, come accustomed to in the church. A lot of things that we have come accustomed to in the church and what we hear is just we're not hearing word, we're hearing traditions or man's traditions or, or or man's opinions or how men believe that this is how it's supposed to be. And so when you um, get into the word of God, sometimes you start finding out that the things that people are saying is the word of God is not true. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're hearing man's opinion. Sometimes we're hearing what man uh, wants to do. Sometimes we're hearing what man um, thinks and what man believes. And sometimes we're, we you know, we're just not um, hearing the word of God. I just put it that way. Sometimes we're hearing um, man's opinions and, and what men believe and what they think. And this has been going on for years. I mean, this has been going on for centuries, for years. Um, that men would come in. And take the word of God and take it and twist it and do um, with it what they want. And then everybody wanted to receive it as doctrine. <laughs> That's why you got people out here with so many agendas, people saying, well, okay, well, the, the white man gave you Christianity and he said this, he said slavery. And it, is that right? Because so he used the Bible to put you in slavery or to justify slavery. And just because he used the Bible to justify what he was doing that was wrong, now all of a sudden the Bible isn't real. We shouldn't believe in the Bible because some man took it and did what he wanted to do with it. <laughs> Such as that with everything. They don't believe anything in the world then. Because people take things all the time that's been meant for good and meant for to uplift and meant for you to believe in and, and certain things. And yet... Because of what somebody's done to it and twisted it and turned it around, I guess we shouldn't believe in it and do anything with that anymore. Would that happen with your job? Would that happen with your career? If somebody took it and twisted it and did some things with it they weren't supposed to do, and, and, and so would you go back to the job? Hmm? Would you start working? Hmm? <laughs> you feel me? You get where I'm going with this? We, we take things and, we, and, and just because somebody took something and twisted it and turned it around doesn't mean that glory to God that what they were saying was right once you start digging and getting into the word of God for yourself you'll start saying wait wait a minute this thing is not so so a lot of things we um have seen in the word of God we have heard from people preaching from certain scriptures in the word of God and we're starting to find out that hey this is not um what the word of God meant or intended to say this is your tradition what you wanted to say I want to read you something that really freaked me out and scary. Um, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, I'm going to start, well, Deuteronomy chapter 29, I'm going to start reading at verse 29, then we go down, we'll read verse uh, chapter 30. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says this, The secret thing belongs to the Lord, our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us into our children forever that we may do all the words of this law he said the secret thing belongs to God as long as it's secret it belongs to God but if God reveals that to you dear then that 
belongs to you now. Hallelujah. If God um, gave you a revelation, if God gave you a dream, if God showed you in the name of Jesus, if you're going to be a CEO, if you're going to be a pastor, if you're going to be a preacher, if you're going to be a deacon, if you're going to be a millionaire, whatever you, God has shown you in your life that um, revealed to you that he's getting ready to do for you. Then that's no longer a secret. That secret thing belongs to you now. You may have received a dream. Somebody don't receive a dream last night. Some of you have received a dream recently. And that dream, that thing that God showed you belongs to you. The power that's in that dream belongs to you. The anointing that's in that dream belongs to you. Uh, glory to God. Um, Resurrection power belongs to you. Hallelujah. God belongs to you. Hallelujah. If God has revealed himself to you, then guess who belongs to you? Then God belongs to you. The secret thing belongs to God. But the thing that has been revealed, hallelujah, belongs to you. When God, so when God gives you some revelation knowledge, it belongs to you. He might give you revelation knowledge about what he's getting ready to do for you in the name of Jesus, in your home, in your marriage, in your ministry. That thing belongs to you. Hallelujah. And that's what it belongs to you. Can't nobody take it away from you. When God gives it to you, can't nobody take it away from you. Hallelujah. No bishop, no deacon, no no pastor, no past, no no mistake, no misfortune, no no congress, no president, no king. When this belongs to you, the power of God belongs to you. The anointing of God belongs to you. If God revealed it to you, baby, it's yours. Let me show you something in the word of God. My God in here. Woo! Let me show you something in the word of God. It's a bright sun. They see that sun coming in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank God for the sun. In the name of Jesus, we thank God for what he's doing. We thank God for what he still is doing and how he's blessing in the name of Jesus and continue to bless. In the name of Jesus, we having some great weather, some glorious weather in this November. Hallelujah. In Michigan, anyway, I mean, we even don't experience this kind of weather in Michigan in you know, November. So we, <laughs> so we definitely praise God for that. Now, it's supposed to snow Saturday. So I'm just, you know, just going to throw that out there for those who in the boot shake it up. In the name of Jesus. So don't get you, don't you get too comfortable. <laughs> Anybody know Michigan weather? You can't get too comfortable anyway. Because Michigan weather it just changes on you. And just you never know when. It could be bright and sunny today. And tomorrow, you have 10 inches of snow. I ain't gonna even, I'm just going to throw that out there. And people are like that too. There's some people out there who, um, hallelujah, they'll uh, be with you today. And tomorrow, they have a new husband, a new wife, a new love. Now I love him now. Now I love her now. Now, now I want to go to this church. Now I want to go to that church. Now, people will change up on you now in a hot, on a heartbeat, baby. <laughs> but it's good to know that Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, forever. Hallelujah. Let me show you something in Deuteronomy. So that was Deuteronomy chapter uh, 29, 29. I just want to show you that the secret thing belongs to you. Now watch this. The things that were revealed, excuse me, the things that were, have been revealed belongs to you. Let me, let me show you something real quick. Something that really blessed my spirit. I'm going to show you something real quick. 
Deuteronomy chapter 30. I'm going to read you something. Bear with me now. It says, Now shall come to pass that when all these things come upon you, the blessings and the curse which I have set before you, you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God drives you, and you return to the Lord your God and obey his voice. According to all that I command you today, and you and your children, with all your heart and with all your soul, that the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you and gather you again from all nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. And if any of you were driven to the farthest parts under the heaven, where the Lord your God will gather you, and from there he will bring you, and the Lord your God will bring you to the land which you fathers possess, and you shall possess it, and he will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. And the Lord your God will circumcise your hearts, your heart, the heart of your descendants, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, that you may live. Now watch this. Also the Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies and all those who hate you, who persecute you, and you will again obey the voice of the Lord your and do all these commandments which I command you today. The Lord your God will make you abound in all work of your hand and the fruit of your body, and increase your livestock, and for produce of your land for good, for the Lord will again rejoice over you for good as he rejoiced over your fathers. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God, keep his commandments, his statutes, which are written in his book of the law. If you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. So um, he's saying that, okay, well, if you obey the voice of the Lord your God, then you will be blessed. But it's based off your obedience. This is Deuteronomy chapter 30. Now, let me show you something. Keep reading. Deuteronomy 30 and 11. Watch what it says. It says. For this commandment which I command you today, it is not too mysterious for you. Nor is it for all. Is it not in heaven that you should say who will ascend um, into heaven for us to bring it to us? That we may hear it and do it. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say who shall go over the sea for us and bring it to us. That we may hear it and do it. But the word is very near you and in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, and and that I command you today to love your God, walk in his ways and keep his commandments, his statutes and his judgments. Watch this now. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. If your heart turns away that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you gods and serve them. I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall know you not prolong your days in the land which you will cross over the Jordan, going to possess. I call heaven and earth witness today against you. Yet I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Therefore, choose life that you may in your sins may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, that you may cling to him, for he is your life in the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Now, what it's saying here is, I've set before you life and death, blessings and curses. How you get life is you got to be obedient. How you get blessings, you got to be obedient. You got to be obedient in, in all that the Lord is telling you to do according to the book of the law. And without this, you cannot have life. You cannot have the blessings. Hmm. So, the blessings are were conditional and are conditional. My God. And and you when you study the law, you'll see that if you doing something in the law, 
and say you make a mistake in one area, then when you make a mistake in one area, then you might as well have made a mistake in all areas. It's like taking a test. Have you ever took a test? And, and somebody, okay, you took this test, right? Okay. We're taking a test. Abu Shikarabaha. And um, as we're taking this test, all right, you go up there and get your test graded. You got about 15 questions on that test, right? Okay, you go up there to the teacher. He's grading your test. And when he's grading your test, you see you got one answer wrong. But the teacher says, well, I know you got one answer wrong, but I'm going to have to mark your whole test wrong because this is how this goes. If you get one wrong, then you might as well have gotten them all wrong. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? But that's how the law is. You got to do everything out of that law. If not, if not, then you won't have life. You can't be blessed. Now, this is uh, what I was written in Deuteronomy 30. And you can read all through the New Testament when you start looking at Exodus and Deuteronomy and Numbers and and oftentimes you see the people here so they would get themselves in trouble and you start looking at the law and different things and we start studying the law and or the, the teachings of people and say oh, we're just well, can you look at the teachings and different things you see that well obedience was key to them getting things from God you had to be obedient now watch this let me show you something that was Deuteronomy 30 right in the name of Jesus let me show you something real quick how the Lord works go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 2 Corinthians chapter 1 let me show you something 2 Corinthians chapter 1 let me see you see the conditions of your blessings in Deuteronomy that obedience. Now watch this. A lot of preachers come to town and preach obedience is better than sacrifice. And they tell sometimes they tell people, well, you shouldn't be praising God. And don't praise God. To be obedient is better than praising God in different things. So let, let me show you something. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Now, 2 Corinthians is a New Testament book. Some people don't believe in the New Testament because it stops. Some reason why some people don't believe in the New Testament because it stops you from being trying to be Lord over people's faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you something real quick. Hallelujah. See, we some people don't want to believe in the New Testament because it stops you from being able to tell people they're not good enough, they're not this, they're not that, and you stop being superior over people and being lords over their faith. Let me show you something real quick. In 2 Corinthians 1. I'm sorry, reading at verse 15. Let me show you something real quick. It says this. And this in and in this confidence I intend to you before that you might have a second benefit to pass away for you to Macedonia to come again from Macedonia to you and to help by you on my way to jail. Therefore when I was planning this, I did it I did not do it lightly. Well, the things I plan, do I plan according to the flesh that with me, there should be yes, yes, and no, no. 
And so when Paul says, when it, when it comes to me, I'm, I'm yes or no, man. I'm not going to say maybe, perhaps, uh, uh, if this happens, a but, or what, I'll tell you what. And, nope. There's no condition with this thing. Paul said, listen, when you're talking to me, it's either yes, yes, or no, no. Watch this now. Watch this. <laughs> but as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, was preached among you by us, by me, Sylvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him, that is Jesus Christ, was yes, for all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us, now he who has established us with you in Christ has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us with giving us the spirit of our hearts you know, and guarantee. Watch it. He's saying this. All the promises of God, this is New Testament now, are yes and amen. Yes, and so be it. In the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy, it was conditional. The condition is you have to be obe- you have to be obedient. You have to be obedient. You gotta be obedient. You gotta be if you don't be, you can't get this, you can't get that. If you're not absolutely right, you can't do this, you can't live long, you can't have a blessing, you can't do this, you can't do that. But when you get to the New Testament, it's not conditioned on you. The condition now switches to Jesus. So now in Jesus Christ, all the promises of God are yes and amen. It's yes and so be it now. It's not conditioned now. Because the promises of God now are in one man. That is Jesus. What has changed though? What has changed? Go me to John. It's a change that has taken place from Deuteronomy 30 into, into all the way to 2 Corinthians. And the change that's taken place is what has happened is is um well let me let me go to John. I get, let me go to John chapter 7. I want to show you something. Because some of you think you can't be blessed because you're not good enough. You say, Well, I haven't been to all the Bible studies, I haven't done this, I haven't re- well. Well, Here's what Jesus said in John 7. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me. Drink, and who believes in me, as Scripture has said, out of his heart, out of his belly, will flow rivers of living water. Now watch this. Now that's John 7. I'm going to show you something in Matthew 28, I believe. I'm going to show you what happened. I'm going to show you the transition that's happened. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, the blessings are conditioned on you. The blessings and the promises of God condition on you. But when you get to 2 Corinthians, there's a change that has taken place. Now the blessings of God are based on Jesus. The promises of God are based on Jesus. Let me show you what happened. Mm-hmm. See, what I'm saying is, so what are you saying? You ain't got to be obedient to receive the blessings of God? No. What I'm saying is, you, you are you saying that you don't have to um, live holy to be get the blessings of God? No. No, not saying it at all. I'm saying that you are holy. You are obedient. Because your obedience now is tied into one man, that is Jesus Christ. <laughs> your blessings now have been tied into one man, that's Jesus Christ. So the blessings of God are now on you through Jesus. Let me show you something. So you are obedient. You are hope. You have kept the law. You have done the thing, everything you have to do. That's why the blessing of God can overtake you right now. 
Amushaka. Let me read this Matthew chapter, not 20, Matthew chapter 27. I'm going to read this something real quick. Around verse 32. Let me show you something. I'm going to show you why now this transition is taking place. I'm going to show you the difference between Deuteronomy chapter 30 and all of a sudden now 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to tell you what the change is taking place. I'm going to tell you what, what has happened. Deuteronomy chapter 30 says you got to be, so the blessing of God is on you. It's all on you. But when 2 Corinthians rolls around, which is between, and Matthew is between Deuteronomy and 2 Corinthians, I'm going to tell you what has taken place. Something has, an event has taken place that now the blessings and the promises of God are yes and amen. Yes and so be it. The blessings and the promises of God are not saying if you do this and if you do that, but the blessings and the promises of God now is yes and amen. There's no if, ands, and buts. There's no if you do this and if you do that. The if and the buts have been taken away now. It's because when Second Corinthians rolled around, something has taken place. So let's see what happened. Matthew 27, verse 32. It says, Now as they came out, they found a man of Syria, Simon by name, whom they compelled to bear his cross. When they had come to the place called Gagatha, that is a place of skull, they gave him sour wine mingled with all with gall to drink. But when he had tasted it, he would not drink. Then they crucified him and divided his garments and casting lots that he might fulfill which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them and for my clothing they cast lots. And while they're sitting down, they kept watch over him there. They put upon over his head the accusation written against him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. And watch this. And then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and other on the left, on those who were passed by blasphemy, wagging their heads, saying, you who destroyed the temple, build it in three days. Save yourself, you are the Son of God. Come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests, mocking with the scribes and the elders, saying, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. Now watch this. The devil is alive. But watch this. He is the king of Israel. Let him now come down from the cross, and we believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. If he will have him, he said, I am the Son of God. Even the robbers were crucified with him. Reveled him with the same thing. Jesus died. Now, now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, Lassadam, Bathany, there's my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Some of those who stood there, they heard they said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them took a sponge and filled it with the sour wine, put a reed on his, and offered him to drink. And watch this now. And the rest said, let him alone, let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up the spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earthquake and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened. And many of the bodies of the saints had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the oldest city and appeared to many. So when the centurion knows who him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened they feared greatly saying truly this man was the son of God and many women who followed Jesus from Galilee ministered him and were looking on afar off among whom were Mary Madeline Mary the mother of James and Hosea's and the mother of Zebedee's sons now watch this now when the what has happened from Deuteronomy chapter 30 when he was saying if you do this if you do that from Deuteronomy chapter 30 it's saying and Deuteronomy, Exodus, Deuteronomy, um, Numbers, Leviticus is telling you to do all these rituals, all these laws, and all these things you got to do. And if you do this, then you will be blessed. If you do that, you will be blessed. But 
and then we read second corinthians chapter one around verse 20 i believe and it says that the blessings and the promise of god are yea and amen now so the event that is taking place between deuteronomy and second corinthians is the death burial and resurrection of the lord jesus christ <laughs> so not only does the lord not only does you believing in jesus saves you but it causes you to have the blessings of God overtake your life. Oh my God, and you don't believe that. It causes you to be obedient now. It causes you to be. Because now what you have done is, when you believe on Jesus, then you have received his sinless life. Because his blood washes you from all sin. Now God sees you as his son Jesus. But all your sin has been put on Jesus. So you're not disobedient. Yes, you have to be obedient to be blessed. Yes, you have to be obedient. To, but your obedience now is in Jesus. Uh, you don't, or do you believe that? Are you still trying to act the part and look the part? Are you still trying to keep the law? Huh? Second Corinthians 5 and 21. You need to go over there real quick. Are you still trying to keep the law? Are you still trying to keep the law of Moses? Are you still trying to be at Mount Sinai and try to keep the law of Moses? Hmm? Are you still trying to keep all the rituals, trying to be blessed? Huh? Are you still trying to do this and that? Not realizing that your blessings and that your obedience is in Jesus. And all you got to do is accept him. Let me show you something real quick. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Let me read something for you real quick. Abu Abu Sikarabaha. Shakarabaha. Second Corinthians chapter 5. What am I saying? Now, do I say that we don't repent of sin? No. Am I saying that, that we should sin, that grace may abound? No. But am I saying that we're getting to heaven through the sacrifice of Jesus? Yes. Am I saying that we are obedient through Jesus? Yes. Am I saying the promise of God is yes and amen? Yes. Am I saying that you need to repent though if you sin? Yes. If I'm saying that you need to ask forgiveness when you sin? Yes. Yes. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. I ain't, we ain't going crazy. But what I'm saying is, well, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying this was Look at 2 Corinthians 5. And we're going to start reading the verse 20. Here's what I'm saying to you. It says, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. But he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Listen, here's what happened. When I just read Matthew chapter 27, I was read to you the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's what happened that day. For he made him to be, he, he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. In other words, Jesus didn't have any sins. So what was he dying for? He was dying for the sins of the whole world. He died for yours. So if somebody has died for my sins, how do you have sin if somebody else has died for it? How have you committed a crime when somebody else has been convicted for it? <laughs> it's been put on another man. Your sins was put on another man. But what was put on you then? If your sins was put on Jesus, then what did your, your sins went on him? So what came on you? Well, let's see. For he had made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That we might be become the righteous of God in him. Wait a minute. So 
sin was put on Jesus at Calvary, but righteousness was put on us when we believe on him. Abu Shaka. That's why I'm, that's why it's saying now that the promises of God are yes and amen. That's why it's saying now that you can receive the promise of God now, simply because you are obedient, you are holy, you are righteous through one man's obedience, and that is Jesus Christ. My God. Listen, God bless you. If it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed. God bless you till next time.